Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to talk today about 10 reasons for establishing 24-7 worship and prayer in cities and regions. For some of you, you already have this in your heart and this is just going to be fresh fire. You're going to remember why you love worship and prayer, why you believe in day and night worship and prayer. For those of you who are already pursuing this, maybe you could share this with some other people and it could be a resource to spread this vision around. So I encourage you to do that. For some of you, maybe you're tuning in and this is a new idea to you or you don't understand why someone would want to do 24-7 prayer and worship. And so I hope that today this gives you some good biblical content and a vision for why God wants to see this happen in cities and in regions all over the world. Look, before I dive into the content today, just want to welcome you to the Presence Pioneers podcast. We want to help you and your community experience and host the presence of God because we believe God's presence changes everything. You can always visit our website at presencepioneers.org and get all of our previous episodes, show notes, and all of that kind of thing. Be sure to subscribe, stay in touch with us, whatever podcast app you use. Uh, I'd encourage you to go to our website, subscribe via email. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the subscribe button and that little bell to make sure you get notifications there as well. Thank you so much. Please stay connected with us. We want to do that and make sure you get all of the episodes. We're releasing episodes on Thursdays now. Most Thursdays we'll have a new episode coming out, so stay subscribed and keep tracking with us. All right, 10 reasons for establishing 24-7 prayer and worship. Now, none of these reasons have anything to do with the end times. So a lot of people, they connect the idea of houses of prayer and 24-7 prayer and worship movements to the idea that God is raising up an end times prayer movement, and I actually do believe that, and maybe I can do another episode teaching on that. But these are actually 10 reasons, even if you don't believe that God's building some epic global prayer movement before His second coming, these are still 10 reasons every Christian should want to see 24-7 prayer and worship uh, right in their city and in their region. So I'm going to go through these pretty quickly, give you scripture, and uh, hopefully help you get a vision for this. Number one reason, Jesus is worthy. Full stop, Jesus is worthy of worship and prayer. The number one reason that we should pursue extravagant expressions of day and night worship and prayer is because Jesus is worthy to receive it. In Revelation 5, 4 and 5, we get this picture of the heavenly throne room, and there's angels surrounding the throne of God, and day and night they worship. It says in Revelation 5, verse 11 and 12, it says, I looked and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they're saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. 
Listen, the angels that are around the throne of God, they don't have to do this. They're not enslaved to duty. They're enthralled by God's beauty. It's not obligation. It's fascination that causes them to worship day and night. When we see Jesus, when we have a revelation of who He is and what He's done, the only fitting response is extravagant, unceasing worship and prayer. Jesus is worthy of it. When we understand the gospel, when we understand what Jesus has done on the cross, when we understand the love of the Father that would send the Son to die in our place, to rise again and give us eternal life, we go, wow, what else can we do but respond to who you are, God, and what you've done for us with all of our lives, day and night, giving you praise, giving you glory, crying out to you that your kingdom would come and that your will would be would be done. And so the number one reason for seeing 24-7 worship and prayer in a city or region is simply because Jesus is worthy of it. Jesus is the reason. He is the why behind 24-7 worship and prayer. Why? Jesus. Look at him. Think about him, who he is. I'm going to belabor this point because it's so important. To, that we we have a revelation of who God is, that we see Jesus rightly. He's so beautiful. He's so glorious. What He has done is so amazing. We want to give Him everything. That has to be the reason communities would gather 24-7 to praise Him and to cry out to Him is because He is worthy of it. Number two, day and night worship is the environment of heaven. And Jesus said that we need to pray for heaven to come to earth. So this is a tag on to my previous point. Again, in Revelation 4 and 5, there's this picture of the throne room, and and it says in chapter 4, verse 8 of Revelation, the four living creatures have six wings, and they were covered with eyes all around and under its wings. Day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And then Jesus prayed in Matthew 6, 10. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I remember when we had interns at our prayer room in Greenville years ago, and one of our very first interns, I remember he sent me a message a few weeks in, and he sent me Revelation 4, 8 and Matthew 6, 9. He said, I finally get it. He's like, this is why we need day and night worship and prayer. Jesus wants heaven on earth, and heaven is full of nonstop worship and prayer. So when we want that in our cities, we're wanting the environment of heaven on the earth. This is uh, this is God's desire. It says in Psalm 22, 3, that God inhabits or He's enthroned in praises. That's what's happening in heaven. He's in His throne is there, and He's circled with nonstop worship and prayer. Where, where, where we do that on the earth, God's kingdom comes in a real way. This was what happened in David's tabernacle as he set up a tent with 24-7 worship and prayer for 33 years in Jerusalem, that God's presence and His kingdom began to flood their nation. And so we want God's kingdom on the earth. We want heaven on earth. And therefore, we need to pursue seeing 24-7 worship and prayer on the earth, because that's what heaven is like, and that's the environment in which God rules and reigns. All right, number three. When we spend time focusing on Jesus, it transforms us and sanctifies those who are praying and worshiping. So when people give themselves to long time, even short time, with the Lord, but those hours, those minutes with God transform us. When we worship and pray, we're transformed. 
2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. R.C. Sproul says, Prayer does change things, all kinds of things, but the most important thing it changes is us. So when we establish communities or as a citywide effort, we begin to labor together to take shifts, uh, to fill the hours 24-7 with prayer and with worship, the people that engage in those activities become more like Jesus. It is sanctifying and transformative to be in the presence of God. We cannot be in the presence of God and not be changed. We cannot interact with the God of the universe. We cannot interact with holiness and not become more holy. We cannot interact with love and not become more loving. And so as we mobilize 24-7 worship and prayer in cities and regions, the result is that the body of Christ is going to mature, that we're going to become more like Jesus. All right, reason number four, miracles, healing, and deliverance happen in the midst of worship and prayer. In Acts 16, there's this story. It says, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were enslaved in a jail. They had been, uh, their backs had been beaten. They had been arrested and they were in stocks and they were tied up. They were chained up. And at midnight, it says, even in their pain and their suffering, in their persecution, they were praying and they were singing. They were praying and singing at midnight. And God broke in. It says the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. And and so that earthquake broke the chains, physically broke the chains. The jailer came to know the Lord. His whole family came to know the Lord. And God obviously set Paul and Silas free. There was a release of God's supernatural power, miraculous power, in the midst of worship and prayer. And miracles happen in God's presence. And so if miracles happen in the presence of God, why would we not want communities saturated 24-7 with the miraculous supernatural presence of God, creating an environment for healing and breakthrough and miracles and supernatural activity? Communities that embrace 24-7 worship and prayer, they're going to see a rise, an uptick in uh, God's miraculous power and supernatural activity in that region. So let's do it. Number five, God uses intercessory prayer to make the preaching of the gospel more effective. Second Thessalonians 3.1 says, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. Prayer works. Paul knew this. He was always asking people to pray for him in his attempts to see the gospel go forward because he knew that prayer would make the preaching of the gospel more effective. If we want to see the lost saved, if we want to see people respond at our church gatherings, respond to our outreaches, we need to engage in prayer. And if prayer fuels the advancement of the gospel, then why not more prayer? Andrew Murray said, the man who mobilizes the Christian church to pray will make the greatest contribution to world evangelization in history. That's a stunning statement that mobilizing prayer makes the greatest contribution to evangelization. If we want to see people saved and come to know Jesus, then we need to mobilize prayer. Why not mobilize as much as we can? Why not 24-7? Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive 
premium content such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. If we want to see people come to know Jesus. So places where there's 24-7 prayer and worship, expect evangelism to be more effective. All right, point number six, praying and singing the Bible day and night roots the church in biblical truth. Okay, Psalm 1, chapter 1, verse 2 says, His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in His law He meditates day and night. What's going to happen as people are praying and singing 24-7? What are they singing? What are they praying? Well, hopefully it's the Word of God. It's the truth of God. They're meditating on His Word. They're thinking about Him. They're singing about Him. They're interacting with Him. And so the places of, of prayer, houses of prayer, communities of prayer, places that are gathering together to minister to the Lord with worship and prayer become singing seminaries. They become places where the church is actually trained and grounded in biblical truth. This is actually a way to train the church and cause us to grow and become more mature, not just in our head, but the truth of God's Word comes into our hearts when we pray it and we sing it. So environments where this is happening are training the church in biblical truth and sound theology. Number seven, ministry to the Lord fuels cross-cultural missions and the Great Commission. So not only do environments where there's worship and prayer create you know, atmospheres where the gospel and the preaching of God's Word become more effective and more powerful and more potent— But something happens when people gather in ministry to the Lord, and they get sent out even further uh, than they would have thought. They they get sent to new places and into new assignments and into new cultures, into missions. This happened in Acts chapter 13 at the church at Antioch. It says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work I've called to them. Then having fasted and prayed, laid hands on them, they sent them away. The very first Christian missionaries here in Acts chapter 13, they were sent out of an environment where the primary activity was ministry to the Lord with worship, prayer, and fasting. And ever since that, the Christian missions movement has continued to be fueled and birthed 
by day and night worship and prayer, by ministry to the Lord. So if you pursue day and night worship and prayer in your city and in your region, you're going to see an explosion of missions activity. God's going to begin to send people, just like that encounter Isaiah had, uh, where he said, here I am, send me. Uh, and, and God's going to begin to release his church to see the gospel go to the ends of the earth, which is the Great Commission, which is with the assignment Jesus has given us all. Number eight, why we want to see 24-7 worship and prayer established. United worship acts as spiritual warfare over regions. Spiritual warfare. This is real. Worship and prayer is an act of war against Satan, against demons, against principalities and powers in cities and regions. When the church gathers together to praise the Lord and to cry out in prayer, it pushes back the forces of darkness and wages war against the schemes of the enemy and advances the purposes of God. Part of why God wants to raise up 24-7 worship and prayer is to wage war for His kingdom purposes. In 2 Chronicles 20, there's this amazing story of Jehoshaphat and the armies of Israel as they go out to war, they're being attacked by multiple nations. As they send the army out, it's they get this strategy from the Lord to send the singers out first. You can go read it in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And in verse 20 and 21, it says, They went out before the army, saying, Praise the Lord, for His mercy endures forever. And as they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes. So it's a picture of what happens in the spirit realm when Christians engage in worship. As we begin to praise the Lord, He sets ambushes against the enemy. We want to see 24-7 worship and prayer raised up in cities and communities and regions all over the world to push back against the darkness so that God's purposes prevail in every city and region. All right, number nine, 24-7 prayer and worship provides a place for Christians to be refreshed in God's presence, right? So I've seen this in my own experience with prayer ministries, prayer rooms, houses of prayer, burn communities, is that God's people come into the presence of God and they're refreshed. Those who are working hard, those who are ministering, pastors, laborers, evangelists, moms and dads who are trying to train up their kids, you know, those who are, who are trying to minister on, on campuses, they can come into the place of worship and prayer and be refreshed. Acts 3.19 says, repent, therefore, be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. There's something refreshing about the presence of God. Charles Spurgeon, he called his prayer rooms boiler rooms because they were the power sources of his day were, were boiler rooms. And he knew that the place of prayer was the power source for all of his ministry in preaching the gospel and teaching the church, that the place of prayer was the place of power, the place of refreshing. So communities that are hosting worship and prayer become like oasises in the midst of uh, all that's happening in our world, places we can come and be refreshed in God and then go back out to do whatever God's called us to do. Number 10, final point here. 24-7 prayer and worship can be a catalyst for unity in the body of Christ in cities and regions. Jesus prayed in John 17 that we would be one as He and the Father are one. That's the desire of God. And, and I've seen, you know, people have a hard time gathering around a unified theology. We, we have differences of our theology, but we can gather to pray. We can come together in unity around the presence of Jesus in a unique way. In Acts chapter 2, the church was birthed out of 
his people coming together in unity and in prayer. And so the effort of a community, of a city, of a region, the body of Christ, not just one ministry or church, it, it might be that some some places, but in many cities and regions, it's going to be multiple churches, ministries, you know, church groups that are coming together to see this wall of 24-7 worship and prayer established in their community, and it's going to be a catalyst for unity and love in the body of Christ, which is going to honor Jesus and glorify His name in cities and regions. So there you go, 10 reasons to establish 24-7 prayer and worship in a city. I'll give you a, a bonus one here. It's enjoyable. This is a free one. It's enjoyable. Isaiah 56, 7 says, I'll bring them to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Psalm 16, 11, David says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy at your right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. Spending time with God is fun. It's enjoyable. Jesus is the most pleasurable person in the world. His presence is full of joy and delight. And so we don't have to do 24-7 prayer. We get to. Jesus is worthy of it, and we get to. It's enjoyable, and He uses something that's enjoyable to do all the things I just mentioned. So if you enjoy this, if this was helpful to you, uh, I encourage you to, to share this. And I encourage you to respond real quickly before I jump off. Three practical ways you can respond right now to this. You say, that sounds amazing, Matthew. I'm on board. I love these reasons. I want to see 24-7 prayer and worship in my city. Just here's what you can do. Number one, prioritize God's presence in your own life by reading the Bible, spending time in worship and prayer. Make it personal. You've got to do this first. Embrace it in your own life before you want to see it in your city and region. Number two, engage in ministries that are doing day and night worship and prayer in your city. There's already people gathering together to pray. Jump in. Jump into a house of prayer. Jump into a burn furnace. Commit regularly. Jump into your church's prayer meeting. Jump into organized citywide efforts of prayer. Jump in and participate. There's already things happening. You can be a part of that. Number three, fund it. Give money to ministries and missionaries that are focused on prayer, especially day and night worship and prayer. There's full-time prayer missionaries. There's ministries that are that are pursuing this, and they need funding. And you can actually participate in all these things I just described in those simple ways of engaging in day and night worship and prayer in your personal life, number one, in ministries in your city that are doing it, and number three, in helping to fund it. I'm going to pray for you. God, I ask for every single person that hears or sees this podcast that you would put in their heart a vision for 24-7 worship and prayer. And we ask, according to your word in Malachi 1.11, that incense would rise in every place. God, that cities across America and the nations of the earth would be flooded with incense of worship and prayer day and night, that your people would find you worthy of it. God, God, raise it up, God. And even the people that listen to and watch this podcast, Lord, invite them into this and speak to them even right now in how they need to engage and participate in what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Thanks again for tuning in to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Please share this if it was helpful or you'd like to spread the word. Uh, be sure to subscribe. Stay connected with us. Our website is presencepioneers.org. God's presence changes everything.